Welcome back to the Sunday Rose. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? Hope you had a lovely weekend. I've been doing okay. Normality is on the doorstep. And I'm not answering the door because it hasn't rang the bloody bell yet. I don't know what this intro is. Nevertheless, thank you everybody for listening to the show. If you have not yet considered subscribing to the Patreon, please consider it. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. If you had at one point subscribed and are no longer there, come back. Please come back. Anyway, guys, thank you so much to everybody for listening to the show. If you have not done it yet, please leave a review. Please rate the podcast. Do everything you can to support the show. It would mean the world to me. But yeah, thank you for staying with me. Thank you for checking in. Listen, I have one for you now that I'm I'm quite concerned about because I'm aware that no matter how I phrase this, it's going to make me look like a really sort of, I suppose, bad guy, um, which isn't my intention, but these are trying times. And as we resume normal in some capacity, there will be situations like the one I'm about to explain to you, and I'm not necessarily best equipped to handle them all in the way that I should. Let me cut straight to the chase. There is a homeless person in Dublin that I know, okay? Yes, I know. Homelessness is rife, rampant, It's one of the biggest problems facing our society. Nothing seems to be done about it. People are quite literally losing their lives on a monthly basis. It is horrendous. None of this negates the significance and importance of the social, and the importance, excuse me, of the pressing social issue that is homelessness. And by the way, it's something many of us may face ourselves, given the house prices and the property market and all of the usual stuff that we've been reading about. Let me preface it with that. However, there's a homeless guy that I've gotten to know, uh, or used to know, would you believe, in Dublin years ago, before I moved away to the UK, and I'd always have a chat with him, and he was a very nice guy. Uh, I haven't seen uh, him in years. I'm trying to basically phrase this in a way that doesn't make me sound like I'm trying to be fucking Henry Sugar once he's discovered the gift of generosity, or Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, on Christmas Day when he starts smiling, right? I'm not trying to frame this in a way that makes me feel like be good or appear to be virtuous in any capacity. Nevertheless, there's a homeless guy that I got to know, and yesterday I had a meeting in town uh, with my mum, and I went into town, and I was walking in the street, and I was there, uh, okay, I need to be careful with how I do the accent, but, Mark! And I was like, oh, Jesus, it's Kieran. I haven't seen him in years. And I was flattered and shocked that he remembered my name and ended up standing, chatting to him for like 20 minutes. Um, you know, no more, no more, because I, I was on the way somewhere. So you're you're keeping me now, Kieran. Uh, and it's not usually something I do in terms of chat, bending down beneath ATM machines and having conversations with people in sleeping bags. But listen, <laughs> but so I was chatting to him for about 20 minutes. That's an awful thing to say, Mark. I was chatting to him for about 20 minutes and then eventually uh, I was about to leave and we'd had a good catch up and he had managed to survive lockdown because obviously being homeless during a pandemic must have been absolutely un, like, imag- imaginably bad. Um, but fortunately he's, uh, he's still in one piece or there, thereabouts. And then the issue happened, right? So we have the conversation. And he's about to leave. I'm about to leave, rather. And I was like, right, well, listen, good to see you. I'll, uh, you know, I'll catch you the next time I'm in town because he's always sort of in the same area. And he reaches out to shake my hand. 
Yeah. And I was just, it took me by surprise because I'm so, I've gotten so used and conditioned to not shaking people's hands due to the pandemic. And this has got nothing to do with the guy being homeless or not. But I swear to God, his fingernails were the dirtiest things I've ever seen. Your fingernails wouldn't get that dirty if you took a shovel to the M50 and tried to dig through to Brisbane, Australia with your bare hands. I didn't know what to do. And it was coming towards me and I was like, oh my God. What would life, if I shake his hand, what would life be like with, for the rest of my life with only one hand? Because I'm going to have to chop it off. I'm going to ha- I've gotten pretty good at doing some things with one hand. Brilliant, wanking. But you know what I mean? It was horrendous. Am I a bad person for sort of hesitating? And then he realised I was hesitating and we sort of did that weird fist bump thing where I gave him a fist bump and then he grabbed my elbow. It was awkward. It was ridiculous. Do you think that makes me a bad person? Because it's nothing. I tried to explain it to my sister and she was like, you're a disgrace. You're only doing that because he's homeless. And I was like, well, no, I'm not. But, you know, he looked like he'd just been fondling Bobby Sands' smalls. Do you know what I mean? There's no way that I can... Those hands, I'm still getting nightmares thinking about I can't shake someone's hand in the middle of a global pandemic regardless of Silver Spoon or otherwise. It's a dilemma. What do you think? I'm assuming the people on the Patreon are probably less liberal than I am, so maybe you will agree with me, but I don't know. Well, let me know. What do you think? Am I bad? Is it awful? And anyway, yeah, got so awkward. Grant. Just gave him the little elbow hand. He held my elbow. I fist bumped him. He's fine. Started speaking Spanish, kissed him and stole his rabbit. There you go. Goodbye. Before you pick up the pitchfork and place it against my throat, I'd like you to know that I've tried. I've tried solving the crisis of homelessness that's hit Ireland. I've done all I can. I've, Lord knows I've tried. I've done everything in my power. Only last week did I get a pizza and I was going to give it to a homeless person and film it for my new YouTube channel gooddeeds.com. That's the beauty, by the way, of YouTube and of altruism, that you can now do a good deed and film yourself doing it so the world knows. It's the way forward. And I mean, what is an altruistic act if it's not filmed and documented and then shown and broadcast to the world? I tried. It wasn't a success, but I tried. The intention was there. I did everything I could in my power. I got a pizza. Delicious. Good fellas. On sale in Tesco. I got a pizza. Brought it. Brought it into town. In the heart of Dublin City. Ugh. Top of Grafton Street. Won't really go much further these days. But brought it in. Gave it to a homeless guy. Now there was a bit of a nightmare then. Because the camera. The battery in my friend's camera died. So. Oh there was this whole thing. I had to sort of wrestle the pizza back off him. He wasn't happy with that. But well, there was two of us and one of him, so it was grand. We got it off him in the end. Um, and then we had to go back to where we parked the car. That was bloody ages away. Obviously, you're going to get hungry, so we ended up having it ourselves. But listen, the intention was there. I've tried. So if you're listening to this, Leo, do something about it, because I've done everything I can. Nevertheless, just a prime example 
of how my reintegration to society is not going well. It's not going the way that I thought it would. I expected once COVID started taking a back seat and receded into the wilderness, I would be ready and rip-roaring alive and sort of up for existing again. It hasn't really worked out that way. It hasn't worked out that way. Only last night did I get invited to a dinner party and I had, I had at least two, if not three, situations I'd like to talk to you about to see what you think, if I was in the right or if I was in the wrong. First and foremost, let me caveat this with, I'm at the age now where people my age are trying to have these, it's like we're pretending to be adults, but nobody really is. For instance, you arrive to a dinner party these days and now no longer are people bringing bottles of wine or anything like that. It's all, oh, we brought you a candle or an indoor fucking house plant. You can't drink a plant, Miriam. And this candle wax is burning my throat. What the hell is going on here? Why can't we all just accept that we're still young and lost and just... Pre- 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 we, we, we're old enough to have strokes, actually, so maybe we are adults. But why can't we just go back to the glory days of bringing a lukewarm bottle of Jacob's Creek? What, the candles. If I get one more candle... The other night we had people over to see the new flat and they, br- they brought in a candle. I was like, oh, great. Let's go to put it away. Oh, uh, what are you doing, Mark? I'm just putting the candle away. Do you not want to light it now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can light. We're not going to sit around this thing, this flickering flame like some sort of prehistoric group of morons. Why are we getting so excited about a candle? It's a candle. Grand, it's a candle. It's the orange and basil one from Dumb Stores. It's four euro. We've all had them. Thank you, though. Cheers. The dinner party went. So, I, first and foremost, I got in trouble because I came in. I was like, what's for dinner? Oh, you're not allowed to ask that. Sorry? Apparently, you're not allowed to ask somebody when you go to a dinner party what you're having for dinner. I mean, sue me. What are we having for dinner? Tara's chicken. Have you ever... Tara, oh, Tara's chicken. I've never heard of that. That's an interesting dish. And especially because your name is Tara. That's funny. Yeah, it's just Tara's chicken. Like, why are you, why are you taking ownership of poultry? You can't just put your name to a dish to make it sound more exciting. You're serving us chicken. You're basic as fuck. You listen to Michael Bublé. Grand. But Tara's chicken. Fine. We sit down at the dinner table then, and it gets even worse still. One of the girls there, okay, at the dinner party, apparently a vegetarian. Great stuff. She only told seven of us out of the six people that were there that she was a vegetarian in the first three minutes that she arrived. Excellent stuff. So I was like, it, she, she cornered me. So you're obviously not a vegetarian then, Mark? No, no, I'm not, no. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, anyway, how, how long have you been a uh, vegetarian, Rachel? Pray tell, I'm, you know... At the edge of my seat here. Well, like, properly for about two years. Wow. So you've done two years now without eating any meat. Oh, well, like, um, like I've had meat, like, in the last year. Like, I've had it, like, three times. Ah, oh, good. So you're not a vegetarian. And her face nearly fell. I was like, well, she was like, what? Well, you're not a vegetarian. Well, like, I only had it, like, three times. That means you're not a vegetarian. How many murders? Mark, have you murdered anybody this year? Uh, well, no, like, not really. Like, what do you mean? Well, I'm not, I'm not a murderer. Why not? Well, I've only murdered three people. This year. Well, then you're a murderer. Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking the moral high ground when it comes to being a vegetarian or not, but you're not. You might be somebody who chooses the meat-free option on a menu more often than not, but you're not a fucking vegetarian. Am I right or am I wrong? And she was like, well, like, if I'm hungover, oh, well, well then. But of course. But of course. Ah, uh, look, he stabbed somebody in the park, but to be fair now, he'd had a heavy night with the boys before. I think we should give him a light slap in the wrists. It's absolutely... And I'm not conflating the murder of... Me- 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 I actually think I'm having a stroke today. Oh my God. Can anybody else smell burnt toast?
Yeah, now like I'm I'm a I'm essentially just like a complete vegetarian these days. Are you? Yeah. Interesting. I thought I saw a picture of you on Instagram recently. There eating some pulled pork nachos with your bros. No. Oh well, like is in like I'm like I'm usually a vegetarian, but like if I'm somewhere where like I can't, you know, there's no like proper vegetarian options. Like I'll obviously just be forced to eat meat. Well, yeah. Like give me an example. Like yeah. Well, like I was in London recently, and oh London. Ah, yes, but of course. The culinary quagmire that is London. Are you taking the piss? What do you mean you couldn't find a vegetable? Where did you eat dinner? Uh, Big Dave's massive meat mansion. Oh, but of course, well, there you go. There's, you're not a vegetarian. Yet for some reason, I'm the asshole for fucking pointing this out. I'm just not really able to do these dinner parties. And also, this is a pet peeve of mine. If you're at a dinner party, why can't people have individual conversations? Why can't we sort of split off? Once we've done the sort of cheers or the toast and we've had Tara's chicken and all the rest, why can't we then just break up into smaller little groups and have, why do we all have to follow the same conversation? Oh my God, guys, how sad is it? Like what's happening in Afghanistan? Yeah, it's absolutely awful. Yeah, because like me and uh, me and Josh are supposed to be going to Greece next month. Sorry? I can't, what? What do they have to do? They're not... Why are you saying them in the same sentence? Do you know what I mean? I hate that sort of like group conversation where you're all following the same. Is anybody else watching uh, that on Netflix? Yes, yes, they are. Invariably, they are. So boring. I really, really struggle. I had another go, well, not a go at somebody, but um, one of these nonsense talkers was going on about saying, oh, we saw the cutest couple in O'Brien's earlier. Did you, yeah? What were they doing? Oh, they were just like really old. But like, why, why are they so cute? Oh, like they probably met like 80 years ago. You don't know that. You don't know. I was just like, you don't know that. They could have met online three weeks ago when his fleshlight burst and he didn't have any suitable yogurts to use as a replacement. You don't know that. Apparently that was bad as well. I just feel like I'm not designed for these group conversations where you sort of have to just sit and like take turns talking. It drives me up the wall. Then another one happened, right? Now this is a little bit more sensitive, so I'm going to have to like change a few of the details, but the main, the fulcrum of it will ring true. So one of the people there, um, the conversation turned on to religion, right? Which is just, I'm not arsed. You know, when you're just like, oh, I don't even, this isn't going to be some sort of existential or like theological debate. This is just going to be shy talk after three glasses of wine with people saying there has to be something out there. You know what I mean? I'm just not interested. So this, so this girl that was there, uh, started asking me about like what my opinions were. And I was like, oh yeah, look, I consider myself, um, agnostic, if not atheist. And she took it as like a personal slight and she was like, I just don't know how you can say that. And I go, well, I, I just said it. And I can't believe I'm even talking about this because it's so fucking boring. You know, white middle-aged guy talks about being an atheist. Never been done before by a comedian. Um, but basically I said, I wasn't, I wasn't religious. And she was like, why? And I explained to her my reasons as to why. Not that there are many. I just said that I wasn't. She ends up storming off from the table, Right. Which then makes everything really fucking awkward because they're like, Mark, what did you say to her? And I was like, I literally just said that I wasn't religious. I'm like maybe an atheist. Somebody goes up and gets her. She then comes back down to the table and proceeds to tell us that when she was born, she was due to have another brother before her who unfortunately died uh, during childbirth. And... Growing up and to this date, she had had a sort of friendship with him and like they'd communicate. And I was like, okay. And the reason why she got upset is because 
I was saying that there's no God, so if there's no God, that could mean that would mean that what she's saying is not true. And then, therefore, she, she's been talking to herself for the last fucking 30 years. Do you know what I mean? Anytime a bird shits on her shoulder, it's not fucking Philip. It's not fucking Philip. Don't go out and buy a lottery ticket. Get a new coat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This fucking absurdity. I've never heard anything like it in my entire life. <laughs> I'm sorry, but are you joking me? I couldn't keep a straight face. I, I actually couldn't keep a straight face. This is so preposterous. I'm the bad guy. Because you've been buying two fucking birthday cakes and an extra cinema, cinema ticket for the last 30 years. You owe so much money. You're in debt. You're getting yourself into debt. Buying, buying a second pair of Nike Air Maxes every time you do the weekly shop. What the hell is going on here? What was his name? Anyway, he sounds like a fucking friendly guy. Casper. What? Thanks so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. Guys, what's going on? Really, really appreciate everybody listening to the show. Just a reminder to follow me on Instagram at Megan Mark. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. And all of the above. If you could leave a review for the show that will mean the world to me, please consider it. Guys, I hope you're doing all right. I am okay, I'm surviving. And... Yeah, mind yourselves. I actually don't have any news or anything to talk about, so just take care of yourselves, and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for the support. It means the world to me. All the best. Bye-bye.